on this episode of the AIE podcast. Three cheers for Corley. Winter is. Co- <coughs> I'm sorry. GamesCon is coming. Pants. We don't need no stinking pants. The Final Fantasy move has been fantastic for AIE. Our new AIE Star Trek Online director, Greybug, is here to talk to us about AIE and STO. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE Podcast. Welcome to episode 282 of the podcast celebrating the Alea Yakta S gaming community, the Die Has Been Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is Mucow. And to my left is Tetsemi. Eight alts at 110. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I think they call it altitis. And to my right is Makala. So I was going to make something, make a comment about there being birthday cake in the guild kitchen for Apolis. However, then my husband asked what was wrong with him, and I think I have a spreadsheet for that. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of, this week we are joined by special guest Greebog, who is here to talk to us about AIE and Star Trek Online. Welcome. Hey, how's everyone doing? I've been just playing, well. what, while raiding as a tank and uh, running around in the arena Sompak trying not to get blown up. Ooh. <laughs> Very right, well, nice. I guess uh, if everyone wants to talk about uh, what's been going on in real life first, uh, we'll get into that first with our guest, Grebog. How's things been going for you? Pretty good. Um, well, like I said, I've yeah, been raiding what was four nights a week. Now it's, I'm cutting back to two for a little bit for in while, but uh, I've been trying to, you know, have fun in Star Trek Online. I was bitten getting some of the guys together. We've been running some of the uh, the current event, which is Arena Sompak, which is fun. So, which I think we'll cover later. Yeah, oh yeah, so. I want to find out all about that. Yep. And then uh, I guess we can get to the rest of the hosts uh, since you're on the screen, Tets. How about you? What's you been up to? Leveling alt, shocking, I know. Um, yeah, I know. I just got my shaman to 110, and uh, I've got them started on the, you know, you hit 110, and basically they go, here, do this, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And you're like, no, I just want to focus on the class storyline. Mm-hmm. So I did that, got the uh, the Broken Shore opened up and started on that. And thankfully, timing worked out really well because I unlocked the go do an invasion just as an invasion was starting. So I grabbed the, uh, grabbed the invasion, did that. And now I actually have to finish the class order hall before I can continue on the broken shore because I'm at the point where it's like, go recruit another follower. And I can't do that until I get the class order hall done. So that is where I'm at. Um, I'm enjoying the, the, the shaman, um, campaign so far because it deals a lot with the void and shadow and not so much the legion i mean there's definitely legion in there but it's a harken back to cataclysm especially when you go to deep home and talk with therazine and deal with the um 
the dragon flight that's in um deep home now so that was that was a lot of fun um she's also my shaman is one of those weird hybrids i made her an enchanter and a skinner because it was like okay i'm at the end of the line what don't i have what don't you have right <laughs> yeah um the only thing i don't i didn't like about the shaman the way it kicked off the the order hall campaign is when you hit 110 it's like okay so the very first thing you need to do is go get five blood of sargeras and i'm like really <laughs> is this your little and, goblin shaman yes no she my panda shaman oh, okay um, the goblin is my warlock got it yes um but the so the nice thing was i had enough order resources that you can actually go into your um, order hall and buy five blood of Sargeras. It just costs 5,000 order hall resources, yeah. but whatever. I just traded, you know, blood of Sargeras on one character for order hall resources, ship those over to the new 110, and then turn them back into blood of Sargeras. Bad, bad conversion rate. Oh, but yeah, definitely. It, but it advanced the storyline. So right. that is what I have been up to is just focusing on getting through the shaman storyline. Cool. Yeah. And then what about you? What's been going on in D&D world? Uh, well, we had a lot of no gaming this week due to one was an active God, literally <laughs> mother nature. Get a message Friday morning. One of our players saying, Hey, yeah, the tree knocked over the chicken coop and destroyed the garden. And I need to deal with that. We should be okay. And then a few hours later, yeah, the only time I can get help is during game time, but I'll try to get on afterwards. And <laughs> yeah, game got canceled, which is because we got to the point where we need everybody there because we've been betrayed by the dragon we're working for. And there's mm. some world changing stuff. And yeah, so good times. And then our Wednesday night game got canceled due to uh, the DM traveling. So I actually had some free nights. It was weird. Mm. <laughs> um, but I needed it. Um, however, Sunday night to go and I'll be trying it because I had a birthday this week and somebody may have, um, spoiled me and I may have a new laptop for such things, <laughs> which is helping with our echo problem because I am upstairs podcasting instead of next to Tet. So that's awesome. Yes. I mean, I like being, but I, miss you. <laughs> I miss you too, honey. I'm um, I like being next to Tet, but it's really nice to not have the constant echo when we when we podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, well, I did start a new project because I need that. Uh, my girlfriend Trey and I actually started a podcast called Mothers of Geeks. Mm -hmm. I I've a, heard noises about that. I know. I mentioned that we we're going to do that last time. Um, we're still <laughs> going to steal Jen for an episode, definitely. Oh, she's ready. Oh, good, 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 good. Uh, so we we set that off two weeks ago. We had our second episode, so it's been a lot of fun. Also, it's it's kind of great doing a less structured podcast because, as we well know, our AA podcast is very structured because it's such a huge group. Mm -hmm. We need to make sure that we're looking at all the different things and scheduling guests and making sure that we have everything that we can have covered. So it's kind of fun to do a here's three notes. What are we going to talk about? Cool. That's what's up with me. How about yeah. you? What's up with you? Well, I have not been doing alts in WoW. Which I know Are you okay? Yeah. 
That's weird. He's been One doing second, I'm gonna Final Fantasy wife. 14. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing. I've been doing an alts in Final Fantasy. Um, I know, which is which is weird because you don't have to. You're right. Um, exactly. It's the same, it's the same character. Yeah, or, yeah, are you're, you're talking about? Oh no, I've actually been playing with other characters, not just my main character. Ah, very cool. Yeah, reason being is I was doing a bit of digging and found some of my old legacy characters. Um, these are the 1.0 ones. Um, and it's it's not a ton extra special, but because they were created before the new game came out, they have a special big tattoo on their backs to kind of say that, yeah, you've been here for a while. Oh, um, okay. I understand doing things for the ink. Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much what it is, is you get the ink and every now and then someone's like, hey, wait a minute. You're familiar because there, there's you know there's interesting story bits that like that they can't quite remember what happened before the game mm-hmm. or the calamity happened, which is when 2.0 started, but um, or I should say 1.0 end. Um, but uh, every now and then they make a little nod. It's like yeah, you're kind of familiar. Like you know when I walk up to some of the uh, the class halls. And, you know, because when you start the game, you're supposed to go to the class. I'll say, hey, I want to join your guild so I can become, you know, an expert uh, conjurer, which becomes a a white mage. Well, Mm -hmm. I showed up and I'm already like well ahead. And they're like, oh, you're already uh, what? Okay, um, welcome to the guild. Right. (laughs) Which is interesting, a little confused, you know, but it's kind of like, you know, hey, we already have this dragon head up in the town. What? What's okay? Whatever. (laughs) <laughs> we won't question exactly. it. That's neat. Yeah. So, and, and you know, I also, and the, one of the reasons why I'm not really focusing on alts and wow, I actually finally uh, put up a new uh, new episode of Altitus, uh, which kind of explains which will be it. On the end of this episode. Yes. So why it is that I'm not diving uh, into all my alts um, like many others have been, because well, you know, it gives me the bit of time to try some other stuff. It sounds like um, after we. Have a talk with uh, with our guest uh, Graybog that you know I had to poke a little bit at Star Trek as well, so it's good to have a little extra time. Awesome. Cool. righty. Speaking of that structured document, where in the world were we? Eh? Uh, yes, here it is. So we need to do a bit of AIE news. Woohoo! AIE news. righty. In Nomad's news, a big shout-out to Corley for continuing to maintain and upgrade the Rust server that AAE has been playing on. If you have Rust and are interested in finding out exactly how many caves that Arv has set up shop in, the Rust server info can be found at the uh, link in the show notes. Uh, thanks again to Corley for keeping this going. Woohoo! And if you want to find out the backstory on that, just look in the Nomad's channel on the AAE Discord. And in all the WoW news, because we got lots of WoW news, uh, Gamescom is coming up August 22nd through the 26th, and Blizzard will be there with lots of game news, trailers, and announcements. For World of Warcraft, gamers will be able to group up with other Gamescom attendees and run through a dungeon from World of Warcraft's upcoming 7.3 patch. Have fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Uh, details about this content update will be un- unveiled on stage and via live stream during the Blizzard reveal ceremony on Wednesday. Are you looking for more information about 7.3 and what the new dungeon design is and where the story is going? If you're looking for information about all the Blizzard games as well as WoW, they will be live streamed at gamescom.blizzard.com. Handy. Also, if you're a caster, sorry, Warlocks. Sorry Whatever. Whatever. 
animations to look forward to in patch 7.3. They look very cool and definitely update the casting animations to match the class fantasy. If you want to see a preview of them, Blizzard has a blog covering what was updated and their thought process behind it. And some of those animations really look good. Like the uh, for the shaman, when they're casting an earth spell, they're actually, their hands and the, the channel is coming up from the earth. Oh, um, neat. Yeah, so it looks like they're actually pulling the magic out of the earth and then casting it. It, it, it looks really good. Um, and if you have alts, <laughs> who doesn't have alts? Oh, wait. Um, and are having a hard time keeping track of where they are in the various 7.0 story arc lines, uh, Wowhead has a new feature for you. Uh, just go to the attunement page. It works really well, and they're taking feedback about what else you'd like to see in the page. Basically, it shows you... You load up a character on your profile, and it'll show you where you are in the Suramar storyline with Good Samaritan, where you are in the post-Good Samaritan storyline, where you are with the Broken Shore, where you are with Arkway and Court of Stars, and just mentions. So it's it's really it's, it's good, especially if you play a lot of alts and want to see where they are. And if you are into transmog, be sure and check out the Trial of Style going on now through August 22nd. Uh, check out the themes for the contest, put together your sets, and get your butt on that catwalk. Uh, <laughs> and there's a link to the Wowhead news about the Trial of Style. And, I have been uh, noticing a lot of... Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> I've been noticing a lot of tweets um, coming out from our guildies um, of their characters, yep. transmog. Yep. Yeah, no, it's, it's awesome. And one of our guildies... Um, Koo was doing, uh, did last night a transmog. It was an impromptu um, transmog swap meet. Mm -hmm. And and then they got through cloth, leather, and chain and didn't get through the plate. So they finished it up today and did the the plate stuff today. So they basically did kind of like a mini craft fair where where people could swap out Mm. um, crafted uh, pieces and... uh, um, you know, BOEs that people had um, to make their transmogs cool. So neat, neat. All yeah. right. And Star Wars uh, The Old Republic, mandatory fun nights on the imp side this week. So make sure your armor and weapons are on the right characters and you're wearing pants. Reminder <laughs> Max, put on pants. All right. Um, also dropping this week is new content called Crisis on Umbara, which will feature a new planet, a new flashpoint, a new stronghold. Had that flashpoint. For those who haven't listened to the episode 207 of the Escape podcast, where Max and Seema cover it, Imbara is a shadow planet that played a role in the Clone Wars. It's uh, Escape podcast 206, the currency of cur- the current C of currency is available at, at newworldoverlords.com, and where all podcasts are downloaded. And in this episode, AIE SEMA, Max the Gray, and Astromech EPC206 talk about what they think about the legacy merge of currencies, what they might look like, and what they've heard so far with a brief note from Keith. And in episode yep, and- 207, yes. Oh, just just so you know, this this is going to be very interesting to watch because I think this is one of the first MMOs to do this. Is they're taking all their currencies and making them legacy. So if you play okay. alts, instead of having to, you know, if you play a lot of alts and you have like, 
collected currency on one alt and then collected one on another one. Oh. Now, instead of having to swap alts to buy stuff and, and you know, stuff that might be um, bound to you, mm-hmm. now they're making everything legacy bound. So there's just going to be a pool of currency, including the actual cash currency in game that everything's going to be pulled together. So you don't have to swap tunes to send credits to each other. Every, everything allegedly is going to be account wide. So, so I can't not, not even faction wide, but account wide even legacy wide. Oh, so and yeah, either. Yeah. So both, both if you're on public or if you're on Imperial, we'll have access to these currencies. So it's going to be interesting to see how they do with that and deal with things like characters that have over app on credits. Uh-huh. Cause you can have, I think a billion credits is max per character. Well, if all of a sudden that becomes a legacy wide, right. That oh, I, I, I see exactly what they're doing. Honestly, as a, as a, as a former um, MMO database person, what they're doing is they're saving themselves a lot of database space by not having every single alt have its own database entries for all these currencies. Right. They're going to make it all one. It's now just one entry. And then all they're doing for that, for that, the reason why there was a cap on, on their money is because the, the, the data type was too small. So, so now that they're saving all this space and all your alts, they're just increasing that data type to a bigger one. So it can hold a lot more money. Uh, wow. Finally did this a few years back uh, when I was there because we kept hitting those, getting those errors from all the players. It just kept hitting that that you know that limit on gold. So right. yeah, it's, it it makes tons of sense for them to be doing this. Great. Yeah, it, it's going to be interesting because it includes stuff like the current currency on IOCAF hmm. um, and, and things like that. So it's it's not only just credits, but it's all the other currency, the PVP currency, and everything else that you get collected. So. That's that's yep. awesome. That definitely sounds like something that could be very beneficial to the players. Very alt friendly. I like that. Yay. Yes. All right. In up and Escape Podcast two hundred seven, um, Ambara revealed this episode. AI Sima, Max Gray, and Astromech EPC two hundred seven talk about the lore behind the planet Ambara, which is central to the update that is forthcoming next week. Yeah, and I think there's a. I think Sima said there's a four part episode dealing with Umbaro in the, the Clone Wars show. Ooh, and Ryan, fortunately, aren't there yet. So. Reminds me, we need to find time yeah. to chain pull some yeah. Clone Wars. Exactly. Same here. Alrighty. And then into Final Fantasy fourteen news. Uh, the Ooh. The guild is uh, more active than ever on the new server. Turns out being on a server that allows character creation really boosts activity. Who knew? I can definitely attest to that. It's every single day I'm seeing more and new, more and more new faces, more people trying it out, even brand new characters. I'm amazed. Even just my, my my new character is seeing all these more new characters pop up. It's, it's actually kind of amazing. I was at a dungeon last night that was nothing but new people. Like there was no, you know, no, uh, what do you call it, uh, veterans at all. They were all... They, oh, okay. New new, char- new characters have a little um, like a little sproutling for an icon that kind of okay. should tell you that that's a new person. It's it's more for the mentors because if you're a mentor in Final Fantasy, you can kind of take them under your wing and help them and you know send them to, to a chat channel, fun stuff like that. But uh, yeah, so that's kind of amazing what happens when you go to an open server. Funny exactly, we can get in Shocking. and join us. Yeah, 
Yep. Um, also, uh, Friday Fun Nights continue to be both fun and on Friday nights. Hey. Funny how that works. Um, hop mm-hmm. into the, the Final Fantasy fourteen channel on the AI Discord and see what all the fun's about. Um, after the popularity of our fun Friday Fun Nights, our very own Duris has started leading folks through the first raid of this expansion, Delta Escape, which is inside Omega. Um, so the name kind of goes back and forth um, regularly throughout the week, um, not just on Fridays. Uh, so if you are looking for gear and you'll know who to, to bug um, and really do bug him, I mean, he actually doesn't like it if you don't ask him for help. So definitely, yeah, so ask, ask around. Uh, the guild is looking at spitting up one or two eight-person content parties or static parties. Um, so check the channel and ask about it if you're interested. Um, there, there is definitely always a call for static parties. People that want to have the same group, essentially, you know, a WoW raid group. You know, they they call in Final, in Final Fantasy land they call them statics because it's the same group to mm-hmm. do content over and over. Um, they really want to get into it. Right. They want to get into uh, Delta Escape Extreme. Uh, so you know, jump in if you're ready for the challenge. Cool. All right. And in Guild Wars 2, Disturbed Angel on the forums has a great post up about folks returning to Guild Wars 2 and getting ready for the new expansion, Path of Fire. Thanks to Disturbed for putting that together. Make sure you also check out the Guild Wars 2 channel in the AIE Discord. And in Secret World, are you playing the Secret World? Are you subscribed, planning to subscribe, or just free to play? Let us know in the forum so we can gauge the current activity level for the game. Isn't the first rule of the Secret World to not talk about the Secret World? Yeah, but then how do we get people to play it? Shh, the secret. All uh, right. Okay. Sorry. And in Star Trek Online news, as our guests can attest, the Star Trek channel and the AA Discord has been hopping lately. Make sure you check out that channel if you're interested in joining in the fun. We have Captain Sybil Star Trek Online news summary for the week ending in 8-20-2017. With season 14 launching on October 18th, a new backstory, The Warrior Reborn, has been posted on the Star Trek Online website. This story provides a lead into the new season. Deep Space Nine fans will especially enjoy this one. There is an R&D promotion in the Sea Store starting August 17th and going to September 7th. The R&D packs will be 20% off and captains have a chance to, fi- a chance to find uh, Sona's T6 Science Dreadnought Starship hidden within a pack. It is a collector's edition Star Trek Starship featured in the movie Star Trek Insurrection. Grab it while you can. And once you, yes. and once you get those nifty upgrade mats from the R&D pack, uh, you can, uh, while acquiring the Sona Starship, take note that the weekend is also an R&D upgrade event. Captains will earn double technology points for upgrading their weapons and equipment. And a big challenge for new and veteran Star Trek online players is how to build the ships you've always dreamed of. Within the vast number of weapons and equipment choices and combinations, this has been a daunting hit and miss task. Captain Quathala. Just go with Cthulhu. I always go with Cthulhu, dear. (laughs) A regular member of STO's Reddit and 10 Forward weekly streamers addressed this dilemma and started posting custom ship configurations and upgrade guides to service the Star Trek online community. Uh, Check the website for, for the links. And from August 17th to September 7th, the Arena Stompack returns. This event is similar to WoW's Arena Play. Generous prizes await participants, and there are details on the Star Trek Online website. Now, uh, Greybog, do you have any 
particular ad on this one? And we're talking about it a little bit pre-show. Well, while it may be similar to like Arena for WoW, it's completely PVE. So you're only going up against like just the various things that you would fight in the world, like uh, Gorn, um, Alachi, whatever, Iconians pop. It, 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 you fight all kinds of stuff. Um, you start off fairly simple, easy, and then eventually you get to a point where, like, uh, we got to, like, round 38, where basically, uh, if I got hit, I was one-shot, so I was um, dodging as best as I can, putting out all the buffs I could, and doing as much damage as I could without getting hit. Gotcha, so it's kind of like an endless runner. Yeah, um, and the further you get, the more rewards and the better the rewards are. So there's a, you know, you get more marks uh, because that's one of the ways you can get some fleet marks. Um, You can get more with the R&D stuff going on. You get even more R&D stuff to do. Yeah, all kinds of things. Great. All right. And just a a reminder, as always, don't forget our fleet base is always looking for contributions of mats and personnel. Once again, check out the news, backstories, patch notes, forums, and other goodies on the Star Trek Online website, StarTrekOnline.com. Until then, Captain Sybil says, live long and prosper. They'll even accept accidental uh, uh, contributions as well. Yes. (laughs) All right. With that, we're going to again talk to that person we just heard, Grebog, and find out what's going on in STO with the AIE Guild. So, first of all, can we give our condolences? I mean, congratulations to our brand new Congratulations. Yes. Thanks. Yeah, that's probably the biggest news right now that's gone on with the fleet is now I'm the fleet director. Um, Captain Hunter, with his real life schedule, decided it was best for him to step aside and. Well, he did. He's, yeah, he did great things for us to help get the fleet started. Um, I'm hoping to just kind of keep us rolling forward. Maybe even try to get a little, some more active players. Um, so, yeah, um, we are like our holdings. We are progressing. Um, we just completed the rank four for the uh, shipyards, which actually unlocked a lot of more fleet ships for us. Um, I actually am flying the Dreadnought. It's a fleet ship here um, that you can see from my camera view. The benefit for fleet ships is they typically have more hit points. Uh, they have a little more, um, you know, th- they basically have just a little bit higher stats um, to help you do like the extra damage, take more damage and stuff like that. So... And we are still working on the research lab. Um, Want to get that knocked out for the fact that, well, like in WoW, you have talents at every so often. Well, in Star Trek, we have traits and the different, there's for the research lab, there's two branches. You got the research branch and the development branch. And as you get those completed, you get more, you get one more trait for one and the other one will unlock two more traits. So basically we're getting more talents by completing this and it's for the whole fleet, not just one person. So it comes very handy. Is that, how many nacelles does that thing have? I can't quite see your picture. There are three. It's uh. If you watch uh, TNG, it would basically, it's based off of the 
well, it was called the Futuristic Enterprise originally. Um, it's what they call now. It's based off the Galaxy class, which had the three warp nacelles, and it also has a phaser lance on it. This thing, then, that I'm sharing yes. now, I think, is what you're talking about. Yeah, cool. Yep. Um, yes, based off the Galaxy class, which most people know from TNG. Um, once we actually finished our research lab, I was going to have us push for um, getting the Spire knocked out because that actually has one of the highest uh, consoles for tactical. Yeah, you know, it's just we're, we're progressing. Um, when we completed the, the rank four of the shipyards, it actually is allowing us to upgrade the actual Starbase itself to rank four, mm-hmm. which... Th- this is a huge upgrade. Um, I have it kind of on screen now. Like it's over a million dilithium. Which, if you played Star Trek Online, you can only really um, refine eight thousand dilithium a day per player. Yep. So, or well, per character. So, it's kind of a time based, and yeah. So that's yep. probably going to be a big project here. Yeah, if I'm um, not mistaken, you had to go out to like a, a little asteroid somewhere near um, Bajor, I think, and you jump out actually on the asteroid in your spacesuit and hop around and actually have to go mining for stuff. Yep, that's one of the ways to get uh, dilithium running um, some of the queues to do, well, basically the fight, the dungeon type system, you get dilithium that way. Mm-hmm. Um we also have the fleet dilithium mine, which there's missions to go out on it and do the similar mining as you mm-hmm. would on the other mining asteroid. So th- there's plenty of ways to get dilithium. Um, it's easy to get more dilithium than you can refine in a single day. So mm-hmm. Sounds like a fun project. And then coming up, um, we're going to start this uh, the 26th, which will be this coming Saturday. It's uh, set phasers to fun. It's going to be basically our fun night. We'll run various things from um, different queues. We'll do like the, f- the fleet alert uh, where we basically go come and defend our star base from an invasion force that comes in. Um, it's one of the ways to kind of get some fleet marks for people. We'll nice. probably do some red alerts. Um, mm-hmm. So that way people can join in uh, and we'll probably gauge. It'll probably vary from week to week on what we're going to do, but it will be a weekly fun event that we're going to be doing. Try Very to cool. help people out, have some fun. It's a good um, night too. I don't think anyone else was using Saturdays, which is surprising. I think it's, there's, a, there's a few things, but yeah. nothing Nothing huge. Yeah. And what time are you planning on doing it? It'll be 10 p.m. Eastern. Um, I okay. think Star Trek has it on the events. For me, it shows 10 p.m. I think it's smart enough with their calendar system, unlike other games, where <laughs> right. if you log in from Central, it will show you your time versus what I put into the game. That's so funny. Okay. No, I was just going to add it to the, the AIE calendar and block it off. So it's 10 p.m. Eastern. Yes, 10 p.m. Eastern. We'll probably go for two hours or so. Awesome. I will add that in. Cool. Um, something else I'm going to be doing is I'm going to make our fleet a little more visible in game with, um, like 
some games you can do a search for what fleets or what guilds are there. I'm going to make, make it so you can actually find our fleet, find out some more information and try to bring in some new players, uh, try to help uh, fill out the fleet and hopefully find some quality players at that. So it's handy. Yeah. Yeah. I know that um, that's final fantasy 14 actually finds new AIE members that way by um, it's not as easy to you know show up at someone's star base in, in star Trek, but in final fantasy, you can actually show up at the guild house and poke the little plaque and, and, and apply there. So it sounds so like it's, it's the reverse of soliciting. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, put up a little sign and people come to you. That's neat. And, well, what I like is, like, when I was new player, I had no clue on how to find a fleet. Uh, I'll be honest, you know. Yeah, I could look at, like, oh, there's these fleets. What do I know? Some of them have some decent information about them and some don't. But, um, you know, just I know it was hard to find a, what I thought was a decent fleet. So... I was kind of glad that AIE went into SDO because it is a decent fleet. doesn't matter. Great. <laughs> All right. Any other um, notes you wanted to share with everyone? Before we start the Inquisition? Yes. <laughs> Romulan Inquisition. Uh, I, there's, I'm still learning as a fleet director, so... It may take some time. Some things may change as we go, but you know, you've got plenty of people to help you. There's, there's no worry there. Yeah, well, exactly. Officer Discord, I bounce ideas off of other people. Yep. That's what's. That's why we have so many officers because we we we're a great collective. Almost like a board collective. Exactly. Uh, now I'm gonna have to shoot you all and blow you all up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Ah, but resistance Not is futile. All righty. Well, uh, so what we'll do then is see if we can uh, do a bit uh, to get to know you. So we have a few questions to ask you in particular. So bum, tell, us bum, about, bum. Yeah, tell us about yourself. How did you first get involved in AIE and uh, Star Trek Online? Well, first I joined AIE through WoW because um, I was, you know, listener to the instance and thought I'd give AIE a try because I've had, well, I was in a transition between like my previous horde guild had, uh, we killed stuff too fast. They got bored and stopped (laughs) playing. So, (laughs) and what I've been in STO since before they started doing the free to play. Mm -hmm. Um, so I actually picked up the lifetime membership during that time. So that way I didn't have to worry about, uh, you know, paying my monthly. Yeah, it was very attractive and I I definitely jumped on that as well. Well, they have sales. And if you're looking to, yeah, get the lifetimes, pay attention to the sales. I normally there's one around, it's either black Friday or Christmas, depending upon, I think their mood sometimes. Mm-hmm. And they also seem to do one in the early summer, springish time. So, cause I know they just recently had a lifetime sub sale. And Sybil's really good about letting us know when those are going on. So we can make sure that yep. we share the news with the guild as well. My guess yeah, is they're so. doing it right around that time that quarterly reports are happening. Probably. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> might that would be, be a smart business. 
Tetzal Roboty and Frozen. Great. He's been assimilated. Crap. Yep. No. Yeah, didn't take long. Good. <laughs> You're good. All right. Cool. All right. All right. So it's Star Trek Online that appeals to you as a game. I've played other games. I, I, I like the space battles, the way they've done it. Um, you, you actually have physics in it versus sometimes where the space battles, you can do these stupid, insane turns that it would kill somebody because mm-hmm. <laughs> there would be too many G-forces. I know it's sci-fi. You could have inertial dampeners and stuff like that, but I don't know. To me, it makes... I, I just... I don't know. I, I've also... I grew up watching the original series with my parents. That would be like when it was on TV. So I've kind of grown up with Star Trek. So it's kind of nice to play in the world that you kind of grew up watching. Yeah. Kind of like my call in Star Wars. (laughs) Very much so. Um, so besides yeah. you, I know you mentioned the um, set phasers to fun event, which is that the one that your wife grew out the name about? Uh, yeah, that's when I knew it was a good name. That is a, it is a great name. Um, are there any other plans you have for events? I Star do want to have other events eventually. Um, right now, I'm trying to figure out my schedule because it kind of changed a little since I went from four nights of WoW writing to two. But, you know, I also kind of, yeah. I want to try to also get other things shored up with the starting as the fleet director before I throw i don't know too much into the fire definitely, and then definitely. i don't want to overwhelm myself and go oh crap you know right right what what avoid burnout there but i typically after i'm done rating it wow there's a good chance you'll find me an sto and i'll probably be running queues um and doing red alerts stuff like that so it if you're an evening night person it, you probably could find me and <laughs> You know, we could run some, whatever you want. I, I'm good for running any kind of queue. Awesome. I think Sybil Sybil's also a very uh, late night person as well on the fleet. Yes. I catch her sometimes later than I am normally up. <laughs> yeah. Now that leads, leads into the next question that if someone wanted to hang out with the SEO crew and have a bit of fun, are there any particular times that are more active than others? Uh, any ways to find when people are running around? Weekends, it seems to be we're fairly active. I know like we had some of the guys running, they were leveling up some tunes yesterday. Um, I would say probably evening to late night. I, there are some of us that are just late night people that you come in after midnight Eastern and you're going to might, you probably find somebody. That's pretty much when my, my evening starts, honestly. So you're, you're, you're a well-documented night. I'll you. Yes, definitely. All right. And as we just found out pre-show, what is your addiction to the different ships? You have how many ships now? Yeah. I have 33 active ships and 29 um, that are in dry dock. Uh, so if, of those 33, how many are completely crewed? Well, it's more that you have to gear them up, but the way they have set it up in STO, you can actually use the same gear setup for each ship if you so desire. Because mm-hmm. um, basically, 
And when you switch the ship, like when you're ready to a different ship, it will automatically transfer the gear over. It remembers what you have set up. So it makes it really simple and easy. It's kind of, I was like a sort of similar to the wow with your, you know, you can save your gear set, but this kind of is a little more automatic um, because, you know, as you switch ships that can switch everything for you. It's kind of set up how Final Fantasy has your one character, but you can choose the different classes because that's what the ship does to you. Like a, like a ship, you become engineering spec or you become science spec or you become tactical spec. Like it's it's changing your class. And then there's these different sub levels you can go on down with the different ships. So you'll have one that's, you know, even better at this one task. You know, this this one here is a PvP or because it has, you know, these tactical abilities or, or these science abilities to disable this and that. So, yeah, it's it's kind of neat how that works. Well, if I if they didn't do it this way, I would probably forget something. And I yeah. would, you know, going out there and like, oh, crap, I forgot, like, my engines. Yeah. <laughs> I like Max's pants. Got it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, now before they had that system set up, I, there was many times where I'd lose a, a really good console somewhere and come across it again. It's like, oh, what are you doing here? Right. You be over here where you can be useful. Yeah, they've that's just one there's certain things like i, I kind of wish other games would do similar and then there's things that i see other games do i wish they would bring into sto but you know it, it's they constantly are updating and improving things so there's a chance it'll come sometime depending upon what it is yes kind of a constant cycle for these MMOs to kind of scavenge things from each other and they just keep making each other better. That's why we need these competitions. That's why we need to not just have one massive MMO that's the biggest thing ever and nothing else because you learn new stuff. I mean, I know that there's some stuff in, you know, the coming patches for WoW that they've definitely lifted from Final Fantasy and then a lot of the Final Fantasy stuff that they lifted directly from WoW when they mm-hmm. did the 2.0. So it's, you know, it's it's good. It's good for the the environment for all these games to constantly innovate like this. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Now most of my ships are cruisers, which that's <laughs> I'm an engineer captain, so probably not a huge shock. <laughs> um, and also for the probably for the fact that I, I grew up uh, watching, you know. Star Trek, so that's cruisers were pretty much what they went with for the original series and TNG. So yep, I do have some cool. escorts, I do have some science ships. Uh, the thing, one reason I probably have collected so many right now is with the tier six system on the ships, you have starship traits, and each different ship has a different starship trait. So you level up the ship, and once you get it to the top, like level five, you unlock a starship trait. Now, you when you switch ships, uh, okay. you get to keep that trait when, and you can change out whatever traits you have. And it's kind of why if I go to my starship traits here, I have so many different starship traits. I've actually gone through and leveled up some of the various different ships just to unlock the traits. And it just gives you more options on how you want to play the game. It keeps you from just sticking to one ship and never really going around exploring. Well, there's that too. Like, uh, I uh, one of the things I kind of liked about one ship, uh, is, which is actually pulling me to want to play a different. Uh, 
I'm going towards a battle cruiser mm-hmm. setup next. Um, it is very similar to a cruiser. I mean, it well, but it's a battle cruiser, so it's yeah. got instead of having the balance for weapons on the front and four on the aft, this has five front, three aft. So it's much more heavy, heavier loaded on the front to deal more damage. So, and is, isn't isn't a dreadnought basically one of those kind of similar ones, or is it still based on the cruiser? Dreadnought's still based on the cruiser. Um, okay, it has it depends a little. Like it has the phaser lance, so you do have basically an extra front four weapon that you can't change. It's just permanent. Um. And if I zoom in on the, this, you can actually see the cannons are right on the top. Mm. They kind of look like two angled up things. And yeah, it just gives you an extra weapon. It does a high damage um, when it bursts out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And since you said you're uh, mainly an engineering captain, do you get with the... Um, trying to remember from that do the different classes of um, what you play impact how well you can do a ship or um it changed it well it it kind of it changes what you what options you have technically any captain can fly any ship yep it won't hurt you to say be an engineering captain in a science vessel or a engineering captain in an escort um Though, By getting the full advantage of it? Well, you, you, there's actually some very high DPS builds of engineers in escort ships. So, hmm. I mean, and same for like a science captain in an escort. It, it's basically the escort is the DPS class. Mm-hmm. And yeah, while tactical does have other things to help boost their damage a bit more, but uh, an engineer's where they kind of come in handy is we have an ability called miracle worker. We can almost we can be taken down to basically 1% pop miracle worker and we're back to full. Yeah. So it's lay on of hands for your ship. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. basically. That's very, yeah. I'm a, and you know, I'm a doctor, not a miracle worker. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. If you think of it, basically the, it's that the three classes are essentially the Holy Trinity. You have your tank, you have your DPS, you have your healer or support kind of mm-hmm. thing. So your engineer is your tank because they can take all the damage. They can repair their, their, their shields or their, or their physical ship and, and all that. And then you have your science person, which can help with that healing, but they're more for shields, but their focus is more that they can disable the other guys. They, they can start hacking away at their ships to take stuff down to open it up so the tactical swoops in and actually starts blasting away. So that's why it's kind of neat that you can kind of switch your ships out because yeah, you're an engineer, so you can keep your ship alive, but you have a tactical ship. So while mm-hmm. you're keeping your tactical ship alive, it's blasting holes through things. So it's kind gotcha. of cool that way. And, and also like there, there's a huge difference between your, your ground character and your ship character. You know, the, the, the class you chose is going to be more readily available to your ground character because that's what you are. You're, you're an, if you're an engineer, you're the tank on, on the ground. You're going to be drawing all focus, kind of taunting. You're going to be taking all the damage. And then the, the, the scientist is going to be the one that's going to be you know healing you up and healing up everyone else in the group. And then your tactical is the one trying to shoot everyone. So that it, it more matters there. But then when in space, it's a lot more multifaceted. It's kind of cool that you can, like you said, switch between different ships. 
and it's it's always neat to to jump into a, a ship that's not your specialty. But there are benefits. Like you know, the, the one thing that I don't think we touched on at all is that like your engineer can actually teach your engineering crew members different abilities. So exactly. actually kind of mentoring them. So you can actually buff that. Like any any consoles that are matching your class can get that much of a boost because of that's what you're good at. Cool. Gotcha. Very cool. And well, even though like there's cruisers, which are typically most people think as tanks, there's still even a wide range on cruisers. Um, like there's the guardian cruise, like it's a, that the guardian one is it's the tank, like in game. If you want to be a tank, you want to get all the threat. You want to have everything hitting you. It would be the ship to fly. Now I'm flying like the dreadnought. It can tank. And as an engineer, I can take quite a pounding with it, but I don't have as much of the hull and shields as like the guardian. one. Mm-hmm. But I do do a fair amount of damage with it. Um, I can do, I was like, I, I did about what? I think it was like 10,000, 5,000 somewhere, which I've been starting to try to delve into gearing up and figuring out where I'm at with that. But for, for a tank, I was doing a fair amount of damage comparatively because normally tanks don't do much damage, just mm-hmm. like, wow, you know. So it's kind of cool to be able to have a ship I can kind of tank with. It, it can get a little touch and go, though, at certain mm-hmm. really high damage fights. Yeah. Right. That's the fun of having 33 ships. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like having a hybrid class, I'd guess, where you're you're a, you're a tank DPSer. Right. Yeah. A tankster? Yeah, something like that. A tankster. <laughs> it's like the, the No, because a tankster would be I was tanking before it was cool. <laughs> Got it, all right. Oi. Well technically actually. I was like, has tanking technically been cool by... Uh, oh. No, not really. I was like, most people always like, I don't want to tank. Yeah. It takes a very special mentality to tank. You like the... <laughs> There's three tanks in front of me. Yeah. And I'm saying it takes a special right? mentality to tank. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Well, All right. I guess that's probably about it. Um, unless there's any parting words. Uh, from you, Greybog. I think that's pretty much everything. Cool. Um, I'm sure as time goes, there will be more news, which uh, I can always come back. Yes, sir. We'd uh, love to yes. have you on. Yeah, we'll bug you exactly. Later. Don't make me put you in my rotation. <laughs> <laughs> she will. Yes. Well, fortunately, fortunately, this is the opposite weekend from my D and D games that run. So you know. I understand there. Very cool. So I guess that will be our show for tonight. So while the chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank Greybog for joining us. Woohoo! So All right. uh, if there's anything you in particular, Greybog, you want to plug, uh, if you have a Twitter website or whatnot, um, it looks like here that uh, we can find you in the forums and, of course, on Discord. Um, yes. But, I, I do have a Twitter account. I barely use it. Um, it's at Greebog. Go figure. You know, <laughs> right? <so. laughs> that works. <laughs> Where all your Greebogs are found. 
Exactly. Um, uh, Discord is a great yeah, way to contact me. Discord. I was like, because I, I check Discord daily. I I have it on my phone. You know, I, I right. I'll I'll get the message fairly quick in Discord. Awesome. Yeah. Exactly. All right. And if you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at The Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave. And I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us on our website at AIE-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. server for chat is at bit.ly slash AIE podcast discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website, keyswithsoul.com. And now it's time to play all the great AIE member segments we received this week, including Altitis by our very own Mewcow and Overly Demerit News from Hunts the Wind. Yeah, that Mewcow guy stopped being lazy for once. Oh, yeah, because like, that Mewcow <laughs> yeah, you know, has so much so, time on So much end. free time, yeah, yeah. So much free time. All right, join us um, for the AIE podcasts in uh, two standard Earth weeks. Um, we'll see who we get for a guest. Uh, I'm working and- on it. Until then, uh, this is Mucow. This is Tetsemi. This is Makala. And this has been the AE Podcast. Greetings, gamers. This is MewCow, your guide in treating a common gamer condition called Alditis. With 7.3 on its way, it's time to focus. Details shared about patch 7.3 are shedding light on how alt-friendly this patch will be. In fact, you may be best served by focusing on your main characters for now. Any characters you have above Artifact Knowledge 41 are the only ones that will benefit from Artifact Power Grinding. Any characters below Artifact Knowledge 41 will be automatically caught up to that level once the patch hits. Any alts without all three slots open on the artifact weapons will find them unlocked at the same time. Argus will also produce a new currency for ketchup equipment, so grinding nether shards on alts will be fruitless at this point. On top of all this, you will only need to unlock the coming Argus content once on your main character, so all your alts will dive in right after. This is one of those rare times that an active case of altitis might waste more time than we'd like. If you have questions, tips, or want to discuss a topic further, find us on Twitter at altitis.net. And show notes can be found on our website, altitis.net. On behalf of the Alt Army, we hope you find this information useful in the treatment of your Altitis. Urban sprawl leads to druidic unrest. It's the Overly Dramatic News. I'm Hunts the Wind. The druids of the Cenarian Circle walk a difficult line in Azeroth. They do their utmost to maintain good relations with both the Alliance and the Horde. Managing such a demanding task requires lots of energy, so it's no surprise these Torrin and Night Elves seek at least 10 hours of sleep daily. 
But while druids prefer their quiet barrows in deep forests, sometimes the needs of their job interfere. Such is the case for the Cenarian Circle Embassy in Stormwind. They dug their barrow in a wooded area on the edge of Northshire Valley, assuming the low-level players there would cause little disturbance. But the increasing price of real estate in Stormwind has caused the Sleepy Valley to explode into a popular bedroom community, with all of the attendant hustle, bustle, and noise extending late into the evening. As a result, druids now find that catching even four or five hours of peaceful dreaming nigh on impossible, and the Stormwind Embassy posting has developed a bad reputation back in Moonglade. As one night elf put it, they really need to relocate the barrow to a real forest and not those inadequate woods. As the saying goes, no snooze is woods snooze. Broadcasting across all Azeroth, I'm Hunts the Wind. Check out the archives at OverlyDramaticNews.com or follow me on Twitter at Hunts the Wind. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.